This episode of Christmas Countdown is brought to you by Countdown Network. From Disney to theater to Christmas, parenting, and beyond, Countdown Network is your home for the top-ranked countdown podcasts in the world. Christmas, everyone. Welcome to the Christmas Countdown Show. My name is Eric Peterson. I'm here with my good buddy, Danny Jordan. Yo. We got John Ewing over in the corner. Ewing. On the ones and twos of the... Uh, Wait, no, he's threes and fours. He is the threes and fours. Ones and twos. We got Chris Sisley live from Brooklyn. Yes. All right, folks, we're back. This is our penultimate episode oh of this my season. gosh. Kind of crazy. Can you believe that? Crazy. How did we, how did we make it? Episode 19... Of episode three, of episode season season three, three, we are officially one week out from Christmas Christmas Day. 2023. Because some people might listen to this in 2029. Which is wild. It is Because we get a lot of DMs and emails who who have been like, oh, I just found your show yesterday. And it's because when you're in the moment, you're like, okay, this is Christmas this year. I don't necessarily think like, oh, in five years, someone might discover this podcast and fall in love with this show. It's pretty wild kind of cool and cool and awesome and it's just this amazing time we live in where you can put something out into the world and someone might find it yeah all these years later yeah. they'll find it when you and i are like 75 right yeah and we sound so young well it's like it's a cow christmas you know yeah. like i doubt that they ever thought that that would you know get a resurgence but and because of you there we go here we are we brought it back you did. um okay i'm so excited about our list today This is a fun one. This was an audible list. Let's pull back the curtain a little bit because you and I originally had like top five ways to uh, enjoy the week of Christmas was originally the idea. But then we'd put it out to our Patreon peeps to let them choose what our countdown was going to be a couple weeks ago, Yeah, which ended up being a top five ways to get into the holiday spirit. Yep. Which and felt kind of, kind of similar. similar, you know? So, like, if you are sitting here, you're like, oh, well, I want to know how to get into the vibe of Christmas week. Go we'll back, just go back and listen to the episode, and you'll be set. So, we called an audible last minute. I text Eric yep. as I was flying back from New York, and I was like, hey, what do you think about changing the theme? But you were having your party. Yep. And so, I didn't... I, I don't think get I responded until like, like two in the morning. Uh, yeah, yeah, I woke up this morning. I was like, I guess we're, yes, we're doing, we're doing a new one. Yeah. But this one is one of those fun ones where we really sort of just we get, get to be silly and fun. And I think people like this. Yes. So this is going to be the top five Santa sleigh replacements. Ooh, I like that description. Santa sleigh replacements. Is yeah. there another S that would be a... Substitutes. Santa sleigh substitutes. That's yeah. better. Yeah. <laughs> the triple S. I, I like love that. that. S3. Um, yeah. Yes. Uh, so we're saying, let's say Santa, for some reason, the sleigh is out of commission. Right. Whether it's in the shop, getting worked on. It got broke, whatever it is. Right. Santa needs a new way to get around town and the world to the do his world, job. Yeah. We're going to give you some alternates, which we think are I was good. having so much fun putting this list together. Because, yeah. you know, I think out of the gates, you go to like some vessels that seem sure like low-hanging fruit. And sure. my creative process is, I don't know if you're like this, is I don't like to say no to myself. So like even sure. if something like pops in my head that I don't necessarily think we'll make my list. I'll still write it. Sure, write it down. Because it keeps sort of the creative juices flowing, which, fun fact, is the way that Billy Joel writes songs. Oh. I found this out from my friend Tom Baylor, who we've talked about, I think, on the show before, who wrote She's Out of My Life, from Michael Jackson. He, I think Billy Joel was on We Are the World or something. They collaborated at one point. He was watching Billy write, and he was like, so what is your style? He He goes, I never cross out words. Yeah. He goes, I'll write a version of the song. 
I turn the page, I write it again. I write yeah. it again. He goes, and by the time I get to maybe like the sixth version and I'm trying to figure out what word would go great here, he goes, oftentimes I'll flip back to the first yeah. version and I find and it, it there. there yeah. Cause he believes that like a hard line is basically like a sure. wall shutting down, shutting yeah. down creativity. So I have some, I had a stream of consciousness that I put together here and some, some I think are going to make the list. Some, maybe this might have to become our bonus episode sure. for this last week. Um, sure. So I'm excited to share it with people later on good. this episode. Yeah. Um, we should tell people to follow us on the socials. We should. We should demand. Demand that you got to follow at Christmas Countdown Show, all one word, on yes. Instagram, TikTok, and Threads. Uh, you can also find our full episodes on youtube.com slash countdown network. Make sure you follow us on Patreon. You can get a bunch of bonus episodes, which is really fun. Yeah. There will be 10 bonus episodes for this season. Plus like 20 other ones right, from, previous from previous seasons, seasons as well. So you're just, yep. gonna, it's going to be like the gift that keeps on yep. giving. Yep. And you can also, uh, do they subscribe on Apple? You become a paid subscriber. So okay. if you're listening on Apple right now, if you go to our show page, there's going to be a banner at the top that says try for free for three days mm -hmm. so if you don't have anything going on right now sure. it's the week of christmas you're off of work theoretically you could tap that button right now immediately you get access to all the bonus episodes over the next two three days yep. binge it cancel your subscription <laughs> there you go you got them all for free That's baby right. work this that system. was very yeah. miracle on 34th street of you because you were like you didn't look at the bottom line and say, well, no, we need more subscribers for more money. You were trying to be in the holiday spirit. That's what we're all about giving here. giving good advice. And I thought that's very Miracle on 34th Street of you. You know how like the yeah. Santa says, well, we don't have that toy, but across the street you can get it for hundred percent. or you know? that That's what I believe, you yeah. know? And if you, you want to continue to support the show and, and the work we're doing here, great. But if you just want to get the episodes and get out of town. Yep. That's fine too. Live your truth. Totally cool with that. But, Live your truth. But you know, we would we'd prefer for you to stay yes. around longer. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um, and also, when you're there on those platforms, yes, make sure you rate and review, please. Uh, because a, we like to read them on the show. It also helps us know how we're doing. Yeah. It helps boost the show. It's all, all good things. Yeah, by boost the show, we mean boost our self esteem. That's right. Because <laughs> I've been feeling a little down in the dumps lately, about. folks, and I could really use some kind words. Now, um, we love it. It's a way for us to find out what you like about the show. If there's something you don't like about the show, yeah, we welcome negative Absolutely. feedback as well. We haven't gotten much. We did get one from somebody in Great Britain. What they recently, say. it wasn't like super negative. Chris, are you able to pull this up? Because it, what's interesting about Apple is like when I go into the app, I can only see reviews that have been left by people in the United States. Mm, okay. But there's this website called Chartable mm -hmm. where you go there and it will show you every review oh, cool. that's been left for you all around the world. And somebody from the UK recently gave us four golden stars. Oh boy. And I really like it have to do with our accents. Probably mostly, um, but I like the way they described what we do too much of. Uh, Chris, are you able to pull that up and read it to us? I am. This was from Spurs Hater on Apple Podcast. Christmas Countdown I'm Hater. Assuming, yeah. I'm assuming it's a football reference. Uh, yeah, Tottenham Spurs. But it's, uh, yeah. First of all, the, the title is Too Much Waffle. Too Much Waffle. That's what, Too like, Much Waffle. Is that yeah. is that a, a British term for like too much talking? Like you're waffling too much? I guess. Sounds okay. like it. All right. He says, way too much babbling prior to the top tens. Other than that, it's good. <laughs> okay. Okay. Succinct. So doesn't like when we talk to each other? That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. That's how we set it up. And if you just want the countdowns, then just fast forward a little bit. Skip ahead to like 45 minutes into the episode. Yeah. Yeah. Get past the waffling. Um, but if you're a fan of, maybe he's a French toast fan. Maybe that is what's going on here. <laughs> he and like maybe waffles. if we talked more about pancakes, sure. crepes, French toast and yeah. scrambled eggs. 
then he'd be in. He'd be like, finally, they started talking about my other favorite breakfast food. I love it. Uh, but yeah, we will read any kind of review as yeah. long we as We have a review to read tasteful. today. We do. Let's yeah. get to it. Do you want to read it or you want me to read it? Uh, well, you read... Did you read the last one? I read the, the last one. one. Okay, then one. I'll, I'll do this one. Um, so this one is coming to us. This was an email okay. that was sent, you know, because we always tell people you can't leave a review. You can rate on Spotify and I think other platforms, but you can't review there. So if you're on that platform, just email us, Kringle at ChristmasCountdownShow.com and, uh, and you might have your uh, review read on the show. And this one is coming to us from Jenny. This is a long one, folks, so buckle up. Uh, a lot of waffle in this one. Um, <laughs> Jenny says, happiest seasons, greetings to you both. I'm in my second season listening to you guys on my drives around town, doing the parent shuttle of three busy kids, holiday shopping, etc. I have to say, you really helped to brighten my days here up in Alaska, mm. where currently we are getting maybe five hours of light. Whoa. That's intense. Uh, this year, the holidays are feeling a bit more stressed as we recently got very unexpected news that my husband is getting laid off. Oh, sorry, Jenny. Um, not wanting to spoil the holidays for our three kids. Uh, I try to keep up the spirit for our family, but honestly, I've been feeling exhausted and just wanting to skip the whole thing. Then your episode of how to get into the holiday spirit came on my podcast feed. Yay. I'm getting chills right now. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for bringing such a bright light to the world during this time of year. You really lifted my spirits. That's really sweet. As a fellow Midwesterner living Midwest, far... what's up? What? I said Midwest, what's up? Oh, what's up? <laughs> I was like, did I say it wrong? Uh, living far away from my childhood home and having memories of big Christmas gatherings, I tend to miss those every year. But now, living in Alaska, where it truly feels like living Narnia at Christmas, <laughs> I cannot imagine being somewhere else at this time of year. Once again, thank you uh, for such a heartfelt podcast. I look forward to every episode and even my teenage kids uh, who no longer have the same magical feeling about Christmas and are often more like Grinch than Buddy are enjoying it. Now that is a win. Merry Christmas to you and your families. I look forward to many more seasons. Jenny from Eagle River, Alaska. Jenny, thank you so oh, much. Jenny. That was a great email to get. That's going to brighten my day. Yeah. When, when Jenny said in there, um, you know, that you I was you bring such a bright light to the world yeah. this time of year. I think um, it's interesting that that connects with me because uh, I think back to when I was like in my 20s and, you know, I was, frankly speaking, you know, I think I was more, as they say, in not the biz, but like in, in things like I was more on fire for God. Like at that point in time in my life, I think I had not navigated as many hardships. My faith had not been tested. And I remember I would always say that like my prayer for myself is that I just wanted to be a bright light mm. in the world. Yeah, That's all I wanted to be. Like that was my, my prayer. And so to know that through this show that we are being Helping that people. Yeah. Um, for people really is, is a gift. And yeah. it's a reminder uh that what we're doing matters and yeah. that it's important. And um, thank you, Jenny, for, for your honesty and, yeah. uh, you know, sending our best to, to you and, and your husband that, you know, yep. you know, often they say what, you know, uh, oftentimes a, what, a door closes and another one opens, yeah. you know, sort yeah. of situation is that I think <clears throat> in life we constantly have these like points in life where we feel like, uh, you know, that the road is like getting really, really rough. And you're like, no, I was supposed to keep going on that path. That's where I was meant to go. And then you get diverted onto this other path 
and it takes you so much further yeah. than maybe that other path would have, yeah. or that it's so much brighter and you have so much more uh, love and joy in your life. So we're just, you know, sending our best to you guys as you navigate this challenging time, knowing that um, there are definitely bright days yeah. ahead for you guys. Merry Christmas. Yeah. Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas, Jenny. Uh, and that's, uh, that's our review. I love that. Um, we also have some mail. Okay. You know, this is the mad dash to the yeah. finish line for this season. And so we've been getting a lot of packages. So we're sort of trying to spread them out. I think we're going to have a bunch that we'll end up having to open on the finale. But we at least wanted to open one. Uh, and this one, just like that last review, is coming to us from far away, a place where it is much colder than it is here mm-hmm. in Southern California. Uh, this is coming to... It looks to- like it's from Canada looking at the, uh, the wrapping paper. <laughs> the buffalo print. The buffalo print. Feels very much like the uh, it's Royal like you're Mounties. you're going to open it and it's going to go... Here's a gift, eh? It's going to be like uh, milk in a bag. Yeah. And a bunch of maple leaves. That's yeah. what this is going to be in a hockey puck. Uh, but this is coming to us from longtime friend of the show. Uh, I believe this person listens with their mom as mm. well, because I, I think she had shared in the Patreon that they got like matching sweaters, like our merch, Fun. which is really, really cool. This is Michelle, nice. um, who lives up in, uh, up in Canada. You were yeah, totally right. right about that. You nailed it. Um, now, I do know what's inside of it because this has one of those like you know, declaration sure, forms yeah, yeah. on the outside. But I don't know what kind of version of that is. Yeah. Um, but what's really cool is this is wrapped in wrapping paper, which is really, really Love neat. That. So let's let's crack this open. I got to give it up for Michelle because this has a lot of tape. Yeah, I see. She did not leave any uh, entry point. No. Are you a big tape person? Like, do you love to just lather it up I with do tape? a good amount of tape, but I always make sure to leave an entry point. Okay. You know what I mean? There's got to be somewhere where you can just stick a finger in and rip. Yeah, get it started. My dad is the king of no entry point whatsoever. My dad used to do that too. And I pointed it out like one time when I was like a teenager. Yeah. And now like he prides himself on it. He goes, how about all that tape, huh? <laughs> um, now, as if a ton of tape on the wrapping paper wasn't enough. Now we're into the box. We're into we the box. And this isn't scotch tape, folks. This is like legit. Key. You got a key? All right. Yeah. Let me poke into this thing. Um, now, I have to say when we... You know, we're getting ready for this episode. I put this box in the bag. Yeah. And it sound we both noticed that it sounded hopefully this is not the case, but it sounded like there may have been pieces. Some pieces inside of here. So So let's hope it's supposed to be a lot of pieces. Maybe Michelle sent us a puzzle. Maybe that's <laughs> that'd be a cool idea for Oh, this is smart. It's like packing peanuts. Okay. That, so I'm going to shake this for all the people to hear. So this is what we were hearing when we were moving the box around. Yeah. Sounds that like a broken Sounds something. like either a puzzle or a broken something. But what it is, is look at these. They're these little pieces of cardboard Whoa, that are like replacement it? packing peanuts. Whoa. And they're shaped like triangles, which, fun fact for all you non-geometry fans out there, uh, the triangle is the strongest shape. Yeah. Which is why when you see bridges, they have like triangle shapes. Um, That's so smart. I've never seen these before. I wonder if that's a Canadian thing. It must be. They care more about the environment than we do. Um, (laughs) All right. So there's a card in here as well. Do you want to read the card since I just did the review? Yeah. All righty. Here we go. I like on the back, they have a sticker that says Christmas Countdown Crew. That's amazing. amazing. We need to make Christmas Countdown Crew specific stickers for the Patreon fan. And merch. Yeah. I'm I'm in the crew or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, here we go. I'm getting in here. All right, getting get in, in there. There <laughs> we go. Okay. Ooh, very beautiful card. It says season's greetings on it. Uh, have a fun-filled holiday, and it says, <clears throat> "Danny, Eric, Chris, and John. Hey! John, you're on the list. You made it. 
Last year, I wanted to send you guys an ornament, but I couldn't find the one. Mm. This year, I reached out on a regional social media group to ask for suggestions of locally made ornaments and got a ton of responses. Not only did that post connect me with a local artist, but it connected other people with beautiful ornaments, too. Here's a slice of Canada's beautiful East Coast for our merry hosts. Uh, Maybe next time I'll send some Canadian fries for your cultural Christmas celebration. Uh, from Michelle. Thank you so Aww, much, Michelle. Oh, Michelle. I'm so excited to see what it is. All right. So there are two items in here. Looks like, are they the same? I think they're the same. So here, I'm going to pass one off to you. All they're right. wrapped in bubble wrap here. I I can't get over these little triangle packing peanut things. I know, so those are really super cool. smart. All right. More tape. Right, here we go. We're dealing with more tape. More tip. That's another thing my dad says uh, or does is when he says tape, he doesn't say tape. He says tip. <laughs> That's funny. He does that with a lot of words. Does he do it on purpose? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like when he gets a reaction out of it once. Sure. Yeah, yeah. He's like, you just got to keep going back to the well, baby. My dad says milk instead of milk. We've talked I about think we talked about And this. then we talked about crayons versus crayons. Yeah, yeah. Fridge versus refrigerator. All right. Whoa. Okay. Is it the same one? Okay. This That's is so cool. awesome. It says Merry Christmas from Nova Scotia. And it's got a, a little lobster. The lobster. Uh, and the waves, and it's all wood carved. Dude. That is really beautiful. This is similar. Michelle, this is so nice. To the ornament that we got last year, the one yeah. with the bears on it. Yeah. That's like carved out of wood. And smell it. You can like oh, smell the wood. and Oh, yeah. I feel you can smell the paint and the lacquer like on it. Yeah. That's awesome. Oh, my gosh. This is a beautiful, beautiful ornament. beautiful ornament. You know what the hardest thing is about getting these beautiful ornaments here for the show is, is that not on our trees at home? they're not on our trees at home. Oh, no. I, I'm, I debate at the end of every season, and this is only the second time I've done it, uh, but I'm like, should I pack like a couple of my faves out right. and take them home? Okay. Oh, no, don't lose the Nova okay. Scotia. Uh, but this is beautiful. Thank you, Michelle, so, so much. Um, we are close to the finish lines <laughs> as Eric is climbing over his chair. That's okay. Here we go. <laughs> and... It's on. For anyone who's watching it's this, you can see tree. that Eric's back is fully turned to our cameras. It's on the tree. It's secured. Well, our trees are getting full, and so it's hard to yeah. find like a, a, spot. a spot. All right, I'm going to try to find a spot for mine here. Uh, let's get up there. Um, somebody sent us a bunch of those cow ornaments. Was that last year or was that this year? I thought you bought a bunch of cow ornaments. Did I buy them? Yes. I thought somebody sent no, them. No, you bought I bought them, them and then I gave some to you. Is that You what never happened? brought them in. You like teased it last year. You're like, oh, I bought a bunch of cow ornaments for our trees. But they're all over them. my trees. <laughs> they're they're spectacular. But I couldn't remember where they came from. Season four. There bring you go. bring yeah. them back yeah. for yeah. season four. But uh, Michelle, thank you so much. Your ornaments look stunning on our trees. Yes. Um, we are kind of in the final stretch right now. So you know, if you wanted to, you could like overnight something to us, sure. I guess. Uh, otherwise, I think we're going to have to wait till next year for yeah. more decor ornaments, and cards yeah. and all that sort of fun stuff. But uh, to everyone who has mailed stuff to us so far this season, thank you. You can see if you're watching on YouTube, we have the cards like sprinkled all around uh, the studio here. It, it really, it's a fun tradition that we started last year when we were yeah. in the space that, you know, when you say something like that, you don't know if anyone's going to respond. Yeah. And you're like, I'm hopeful that people will send cards and ornaments. But like you all, 
not just, you know, the Christmas Countdown crew, but fans all around the world have just been so kind to send us these items and to write very, very kind messages to us. So just know that we appreciate it and we hold them dear to our hearts and we will continue adding to the collection and keep decking out these trees as long as we're fortunate enough to keep doing the show. Totally. If you're looking to send something to us, you can easily do that. Just email us Kringle at ChristmasCountdownShow.com and we'll get you our PO box. Um, speaking of friends, we have a new friend who's going to be joining us here momentarily. We are so excited for this guest. Uh, this person, for those of you who are American Idol fans out there, you may remember her as being a top 10 finalist on the show a couple years back. Uh, she is also one of the stars of the brand new Hallmark movie, which is coming to Hallmark Channel on December 30th. Time for her to come home for Christmas. We are so thrilled to welcome to Christmas Countdown Show, Grace Lear. How are you, Grace? I'm good. How are you guys? Oh, we're so good. Hi, Grace. Hi. We're so we're so happy to talk to you. And we like to be very um very upfront <laughs> with our audience. We're, honesty and transparency and authenticity is number one. So we're gonna tell everybody we actually recorded this interview with you. That's true. A few it's days true. ago, didn't we? We did. We did. We did. And we. We had there was a power outage we're in where we record, and when we came back, we lost the audio, and we were so bummed, and we were like, "We got to have Grace on the show." So we are going to redo <laughs> this interview, and we could not be happier to spend another few minutes with you because Yay. you are a spectacular person, a spectacular talent, and we're just uh, super stoked oh, to talk thank to you. you. Um, can you um, can you tell us a little bit about your journey to getting into this film, Time to Come Home for Christmas? Because I know this is your acting debut. <laughs> So have you ever done any kind of acting? Did you act in high school or is this like fresh out the gate? What are you, what are we talking about here? Yeah. So this is my acting debut. You know, I've been singing in Nashville. Well, I've been singing since I was a little girl, since I was six years old, uh, moved to Nashville in 2017 and I've been doing the music thing, but this fell into my lap as a perfect opportunity. I have acted in, when I was a kid, I was in musicals and um, I always loved being in front of a camera. <laughs> I loved to entertain. I was the youngest of yeah. four always annoying my siblings like look at me i'm gonna put on a show for you guys <laughs> so i definitely have always like felt very comfortable with it but this was my first ever time acting in a movie like on set and it was so new for me so scary i remember that first scene but i did it and i'm so proud of it and i want to keep doing it i think this is something that i, I could definitely that. add to my to my thing yeah now you mentioned musical theater. Do you have like a couple of favorite musicals that like you've either been in or like are your go-to if you want to listen to a cast album? Like what are your favorite musical theater shows? So when I was in choir, well, my favorite musical okay. is probably Wicked, yep. um, Obsessed. Wicked and Rent, like oh, my yeah. friends and I would, we would watch the Rent movie all the time and we went and saw it. Uh, I'm from San Francisco, so we would go to the Orpheum Theater there. Um, I would, I know every single song in wicked would try and sing <laughs> defying gravity and like hit every single note yes. um so definitely those like i love those musicals but in choir we would i think we did like hairspray at one point yeah. um which was really fun but no i mean I, I i love it all i just think like i think for someone like me to combine it's mm. just another way to be creative for me yeah. i love to sing i love being you know making people feel something and I got to do that through playing a character and tell this story yeah. um, of time for her to come home for Christmas. Yeah. And it's, it's just so cool. I love that. How, tell us about working with your uh, co-stars on the film. And did you take any kind of sort of acting lessons or not lessons from them, but like lessons that you took away mm-hmm. from the experience that will help you on your next upcoming acting projects that <laughs> I'm sure are on the way? Yeah. Right. 
manifesting that's that. Right, um, that's right. Oh my gosh. I learned so much. I mean, so my co-star, when I found out that, so I play Riley Wheeler. I am the younger sister of Matthew Wheeler played by Chris Carmack. Mm -hmm. um, and I first knew Chris Carmack. A lot of people know from Grey's Anatomy, um, the OC way back when. Yeah. Um, but I, I discovered mm. him on the show Nashville. I watched the show Nashville yeah. And fell in love with him. He plays Will Lexington, such a heartthrob. Um, <laughs> and I was just, I could not believe that he was going to play my brother. So I was super nervous to work alongside Chris. He could not have been more amazing and supportive and just so like relaxed on set. And we would, they would pick us up and we would share a van to, from our hotel in downtown Vancouver and drive out to set, which was like an hour um, in like farmland and these cute little Hallmark towns <laughs> that, <laughs> that, that Hallmark finds. Um, but we would practice our, our scenes on the way there and, and we would run lines and, you know, he, he taught me a lot about the thing, the thing with acting that was probably the most challenging thing was that everything's done out of order. So it's not chronological. So the first scene that I did was actually the last scene, one of the last scenes in the movie. Mm, yeah. So that for me was really hard. And my director was amazing with me too, to say, okay, Yes, this is the last scene of the movie. So, but we're here today and it's your first scene. So this is what's already happened in the movie. This is what hasn't happened yet. Yeah. This is how your relationship with your brother is X, Y, and Z. So it was so cool to take those things away. And then the lead, um, Sinead Grimes is amazing. And um, as female to female, I learned so much from her. Um, just her poise on camera and how she was able to just emote so well and just when we were in a scene together it was like she was locked into mm, me and yeah. nothing else was around which is really hard to do because yeah. as a first-time actress I'm like what's that person doing wait where's the camera where's the microphone going <laughs> yeah. oh wait where's my mark you know yeah. and they kept having to be like Grace stop looking at your mark yeah. I'm like I'm sorry I don't know right. so I learned so much and, and, Love that. a lot to take away. and how amazing like how are you feeling right now the fact that you know you shot this movie for Hallmark Movies and Mysteries your first professional gig which is incredible but now that hallmark channel proper is picking up this film and airing it as part of like their big countdown to christmas slate that's got to feel really really cool yeah so cool it's so cool i mean i i'll be completely honest i wasn't a huge hallmark watcher growing up like we I, we would watch a lot of the classic movies like a christmas story and um you know the grinch and you know charlie brown's christmas and stuff like that so we always watched those just movies every single year but i what's so amazing about hallmark is this fan base is so committed yes. i mean in october <laughs> they are like getting out their Before christmas october, sweaters yeah. and they are like planning yes they're like planning what we're gonna do oh yeah they even have christmas in july yeah, like yeah. it is christmas fans and i i love 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 christmas time i mean you can see my decor and yes. my coffee mug i mean i'm obsessed <laughs> um but so just to be a part of that community just means a lot to me not not only Hallmark as a production company, they have been so supportive and wonderful with me, but the fans are just like the best. Yeah. And so it's, it's been really, really fun to be introduced to a whole different fan base. That's yeah. not country music. So it's really cool. I love totally. that. That's so great. Now, a very cool aspect of this film, Time to Come Home for Christmas, Time for Her to Come Home for Christmas, is that you have an original song featured in the movie. This is like combining your yes. two worlds. This is so amazing. So tell us about uh, Star on Top of the Tree, which is absolutely a bop. We love yep. this song. We're Thank huge fans. Thank you. Thank uh, you. But tell us about how, like, you wrote this. Did you write the song before the movie, or did you write it because of the movie? Tell us about that. Yeah. 
Great question. Uh, yeah. So star on top of the tree, it's my Christmas single out right now. Um, and I actually wrote it after I filmed the movie. So we filmed the movie in June, um, this past June in Vancouver and throughout, you know, I had my guitar there with me in Vancouver too. So the whole time I'm obviously a songwriter. So yeah. I was like writing kind of when I was there on my own and just, you know, still practicing and wanting because music will always be the number one thing for me um but they had talked about you know hey grace if you have any original christmas songs you know we're always looking for original music to put in our movies if you have anything um and so i i had had a few christmas songs but i was like wait i want to try and write something that i know be a perfect fit for this movie so after i filmed it came back to nashville uh got in the writing room immediately with joy beth taylor and dan ag two of my favorite writers here in nashville G, one of the best producers out there. Um, and we got together in the room and I kind of explained the movie and, and a little bit of, of what I experienced in Vancouver. And Joy Beth had this kind of idea that was like, she said, I've always wanted to write this Christmas song that's like how people say, oh, that's just the cherry on top of mm. everything. You know, that's just, that's just the cherry on top. And she said, but yeah. what if it was the star on top? So yeah. Yes, Christmas, you know, the, the coffee mugs, the decorations, the lights, the Christmas cookies and all those things are great, but it's just the cherry on top or the star on top of what Christmas is really about, which is about being with the ones that you love. So we sat there and kind of talked through all of that concept. And I was like, I love that. That's exactly the type of song that, that needs to go in this movie. It really just, you know, all makes sense. And Dan started kind of playing something on, on the piano and we sang it that day or I sang it that day. And that's yeah. literally what you're hearing in the movie. So oh it happened gosh. really fast because Nashville is very, we're very yeah, yeah. fast. Um, but I turned it in probably a week later and they were like, Oh my gosh, great. So we know exactly where this is going. Great yeah. job. And I was like, Holy my gosh, my first song in a movie. Like that's yeah. really wow, cool. Just so, so cool. Check, yeah. check box on check box. So, you know, for people who <laughs> are probably really excited about this song now because of the way you've set it up, I, I think let's just play a little clip, you know, Chris, sure. let's have Chris drop a little, little clip yeah. in here. Oh my gosh. It's a bop for sure. It slaps. Oh, so good. Yeah. We love we, it. Thank you. We like to call songs we really like uh, on this show, Grace, we like to call them yeet bop bangers. Um, so that one yeah. is a yeet we're, bop we're 40 year old dads yeah. and we don't know how to talk cool. I love that. I was going to so say it's because we'll we're cool, it. but. Uh. <laughs> you, guys are so, you guys are so cool. Play it for your kids because when I played that over Thanksgiving, I have a, a video of my niece. I have a lot of nieces and nephews, but my niece is almost three and she is like my mini me. She's such like, she's like, hello, I'm here, everybody. Um, she's so funny. But she, because anyway, 
I was playing my, my, I was showing a sneak peek to my family at Thanksgiving, the music video for star on top of the tree. And I'm playing it and my niece could not contain herself. She like jumps off the couch and just starts full on dancing and like bowing. And yes. then at one point she got like those zoomies where she's like, I can't yeah. and started like running around the house. I'm like, I'm like, okay, so she likes the song. That's great. And, but it's really cute. I don't know why kids are, I mean, I know it's Christmas music, but it's yeah. really fun to see. I, a lot of my friends send me videos of their kids just dancing the star on yeah. top of the tree. And it's the sweetest thing. I love it. Oh my gosh. So and is it available on all the, major streaming platforms for people who want to listen to it yeah yes available everywhere you listen to music all right speaking of music now we love to do countdowns on our show that's why it's called christmas countdown show uh so we're wondering could you maybe give us your top three favorite christmas songs to listen to starting at number three working to number one okay starting at number three i would say rocking around the christmas tree yeah classic rocking around the Christmas tree. I mean, it just gets you in the mood. <laughs> yes. um, two would be Michael Bublé. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Oh, oh, that intro. So you're just like, it's it's time. Like It's, it's so good. Ready. But all, also one of my it's favorite so parts of that intro is trying to time out in the space, the like rest space. <laughs> it's beginning to, trying to time it you're out. You're totally right. <laughs> I yes. love that game that of trying to, to get it exactly that right on it. Be a TikTok of like people trying to get the. <laughs> That's right. brilliant. It's really hard. <laughs> that would be funny. Um, and then my number one. I know a lot of people are probably expecting "All I Want for Christmas Is You," which we, I love. But sure. "Oh Holy Night," Celine mm. Dion is like just one of my all-time favorite Christmas songs. That is like it when I'm gonna manifest when I make a Christmas record. I am doing that cover yes. of Oh Holy Night. And like, there's just, as a singer, number one, it's one of those that I love to, you know, it's very hard. It's a hard song yeah. to sing. Um, song. But number two, there's just so much emotion in that. And I just love, love, love Oh Holy Night, Celine Dion, for sure. I so good. love that. Now, That's Grace, Grace, I'm about to change your life. Oh, I'm geez, here it comes. Change your life. <laughs> as soon as we finish this interview, you're going to get off yeah. the, the computer. And you're going to go onto YouTube and you're going to search Oh Holy Night, David Phelps. He sings with the Gaithers. Really? Do you know the Gaithers? They're like an old gospel no. singing group um, from the South. No. Okay. David Phelps is like kind of a, okay. he was in the Gaithers, but now he's kind of an opera singer. It is okay. the greatest vocal performance ever of any singer, oh, I can't wait. man or woman, old or new. It is the greatest thing you will ever, ever see. I'm so see. excited. I'm, I wish okay. I could maybe film yourself watching it because you're going to love it so much. I, I <laughs> yeah. guarantee you I'm it's so that excited. great. It's that great. Love it. Yeah, you could do one of those like reaction videos, listen and react yeah, yeah. videos yeah. for like TikTok oh, or whatever. Eric played that yeah. season one and it literally almost knocked me out of my chair. It's it's oh, that so good. Excited. Yeah, It's amazing. I will watch it. Okay, yay. I love that song. So speaking of Christmas music, these are some of your favorites to listen to, but is there maybe one Christmas song that you haven't recorded or sung that you would love to put your voice on? I mean, I haven't recorded a lot of, uh, I don't think I've recorded any Christmas covers because I that would be something I would do for a record. But um, one that I've never performed and usually don't sing is um, the Christmas song. Mm. The chestnuts will sing on an open fire. I've never sang that. And I feel like I would love to do a version of that. Yes. I love that. That's one of the so best good. of all time. Wow. I know. I know. And I just like never, I guess I just never think to, when I do Christmas shows and stuff, I just never think to yeah, do Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a good one. 
Now, Grace, before we let you go here, uh, do you have possibly a Christmas message that you'd like to give to all the Hallmarky fans out there or just <laughs> fans of our show? Anybody that's listening, anything you want to say to the people here at the uh, holiday season? Oh, my God. I would. I think I just have to take a lyric from my song, which mm. is um, it's friends and family that make Christmas what it is. Mm. And that's what star on top of the tree. That's what it says in the song and the chorus. And it's so true. I just think like whether you're you can be with family or not, whether you're just with, you know, in-laws or friends or neighbors, just people that you love. That's what it's all about. And I think we get really caught up in, you know, the the food and the the cookies and you know, presents and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, it's just being with with your people. So that would be my yeah. message. And also tune in to Time for Her to Come Home for Christmas. <laughs> Good yes. plug. I love yes. it. Yes, uh, That's a pro move there. Speaking of, Time for Her to Come Home for Christmas will be premiering on Hallmark Channel on December yeah. 30th. Uh, Hallmark Channel just announced three brand new movies that had aired on other properties that are coming to Hallmark Channel proper. So if you haven't gotten enough holiday goodness on Hallmark Channel, they've got three more. On the 23rd, we have Mystery on Mistletoe Lane. On the 24th, we have My Christmas guide and then of course on the 30th to wrap up the holiday season we have time for her to come home for christmas starring our new friend grace lear uh thank you so much Yay. grace for hanging out with us today we had a blast thank you guys thank merry you so christmas, much grace. merry christmas well that was an absolute blast uh what a she sweetheart was a delight a, a total delight. delight. Yeah, I'm so glad that uh, we got to hang out with her. And I feel like we're sort of getting her early. You know, you, we see this with Hallmark Channel actors where it's like once they're in one movie, it's like, boom, boom, they're in every they're movie. In and yeah. I feel like maybe we can say, remember when we chatted with Grace Lear <laughs> when her first movie got on Hallmark Channel? Uh, totally. That was so cool. And, and speaking of, of good times and having a blast, I think we should keep the good times rolling and get to some memes and things. What do you say? Yes. You know, I love my memes. Let's hit it, Chris. <laughs> memes and things. Memes and things. It's time for Eric's memes and things. Yes. I have to share something funny okay. with you. The beatboxing is making me think of it. Okay. You know, I was just in New York, right? Yeah. For How to Dance in Ohio. And the night before our show, I went to see Back to the Future. Because mm -hmm. huge, huge Back to the Future fan. Sure. And I went to this place called Glasshouse Tavern, which anyone love, love who's Glass in the theater House. community yeah. or has lived in New York knows it's like a spot to it's go after spot. shows. A lot of theater people will hang out there. Um, and I was sitting, you know, at the bar just having, you know, dinner and a drink after the show. And Alex Newell, Tony Award winner, yeah. Alex Newell ended up sitting next to me. Nice. And somehow I got into the conversation as you do. And we kept, we ended up talking for like two hours. Amazing. And Alex was like, well, what's your talent? And I was like, I'd like to believe I have a really big heart. And Alex was like, no, no, no. Like, you got to do better than that. I was like, I could beatbox. And did you beatbox I at did. the glass house? I did. For, and, I, and Alex looked at me like dead in the eyes and was like, no, you can't. No, I was like, you don't think us, a duet, you singing over my beatboxing could be pretty fire? And they were like, honey, no, we're not. We're not doing That's that. So funny. Um, but I just had to share that with you That's because funny. I totally beatboxed for Alex Newell. And. Like I got a very similar look that I'm sure a lot of people will get when they, <laughs> when they hear, hear that music right there. Music. Yep. I love it. Um, all right, folks. I'm going to get through these as quickly as I can, but there's there's a little chunk. Buckle up. Pour yourself yeah. some hot cocoa. Yeah. yeah, here we go. All right, this first one is from uh, Lindsay Swag Mom mm. on TikTok. Okay. Uh, it's a little video, and I'm going to play uh, the video, and you'll hear what's happening. There's not much to see. It's just more you want to hear what's happening. Okay. Here we go. It says, I got my dad for Secret Santa. I've been waiting 30 years for this. 
So now the mom's reading the card. This was one of my most vivid childhood memories, how I remember it. I, how she remembers it, so God knows what if it's right or not, okay? I was maybe seven or eight, and you left me and Nick in the car to go into a store, a comic book store. Money was tight, so you were, you were uh, selling your most prized possession. At least I viewed it as that in the moment. I felt your sacrifice, and it taught me, that I would do whatever necessary to ensure my future family never needed for anything. It was a lesson that has stuck with me since that moment. It taught me that the value of the greater good, everything I do in life, whether you work hard or good, I sure it was for the greater good's benefit. In that moment, as you got back in the car with extra cash to pay for whatever, bills due, groceries needed, my seven-year-old mind was determined to buy it back. I knew I would work hard enough to repay you put uh repay you put into a greater good i will never be able to fully repay that debt a seven-year-old homie would be so elated to see that i finally fulfilled that promise i made to myself thank you for everything i love you lenny i know what it is and then the dad is opening up the little bag and inside is a like baseball card that he had sold oh. when his kids were little. Oh my god! Oh my god! She like found it and brought it back. Oh my gosh! It's so good. That's beautiful. It's so good. What I love about the video, one, it's like rip your heart out. Yeah, you know, because all the people talking in the background because it's truly like it's at totally a family, Christmas morning Christmas, yeah. and like half the people don't realize that like an emotional thing is happening. Yeah. And I love like the one person who like pulls the kid down to like yeah. get out of the way yeah. of the shot. I got video going. There. Yeah, but gosh, that's um, a good one. That's so beautiful. Um, I love uh, that. Beautiful. Okay, this one is very funny. This is just a meme. Okay, it's a cartoon of Rudolph. Okay, in uh, school, and he got his report card back. Uh, in the first semester, he got a B minus in math, an A in science, B in English, B plus in history, A in art, A in gym. But in the second quarter, he got a B minus in math, an A in science, a B in English, but a D in history, Ooh. and then an A in art and an A in gym because he went down in history. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, like that? It's solid. <laughs> solid. I was like, where is this going? <laughs> I know exactly where this is going. Oh, it's that's so good. really funny. Yeah. Um, this one I saw. This is uh, best of Christmas with a bunch of S's uh, in the Instagram account, and I actually saw this on a commercial the other day. Mm. So I don't know if they stole it from there or whatever, but it's uh, some house that is totally decked out, lights everywhere, Looks the stunning, whole yeah. thing. You know, they got the on the roof, on the lawn, the whole thing, and then the house right next door. Just put up a tiny little sign that says "Ditto" with a line pointing <laughs> with an arrow pointing to their neighbor. I, love I was like, that. "That's kind of fun. Yeah. I like that. That's good." Um, okay, this is a good one. We'll we'll post this maybe on our stories. Okay. I found the uh, winter sore throat tea. Ooh. Make sure you have some of this on the ready. Great recipe for sore throats and chest colds. Makes about two cups. It's basically like lemon, ginger, honey. A lot of natural stuff, but they say just have that oh, wow. uh, in your fridge. Because, That's brilliant. Yeah. And you heat it up, so you just yeah. like pre-make it. Totally. And then you just throw it in the microwave yeah. or yeah. in a little pan Ready or Ready to pot. go. Yeah. yeah. Love that. Um, this was a great quote that I found from C.S. Lewis, okay. uh, and it felt apropos for the season. And it says, love is never wasted, 
for its value does not rest upon reciprocity. Mm. So it's pretty good. Yeah, I like that. Put great. as much love out into the world as you can. I love that word reciprocity. Yeah, it's a good one. Makes me think of one thing and one thing alone. What's that? Chicago, the musical. Reciprocity. That's right. That's anyway. Right. <laughs> um, okay, this was really funny. At Disneyland right now, they uh, in Cars Land, they have a bunch of um, like fake... Um, movie posters okay. that star like Mater, but they're all like holiday themed. Oh, amazing. And they're all puns. So there's one uh, that is, what does that one say? Hang on. Is it in the line for Mater's like, it's junkyard jamboree? It's like just jamboree? past the line. Just oh, okay. past the line. Um, there's one called Snowy, where he's just a snowman, which is fun. <laughs> uh, there's one that is called The Lug Nut Cracker. <laughs> that one I thought was pretty good. Uh, there is one that is... <laughs> Coolant Runnings. Oh, that's brilliant. And it's like Cool Runnings. That's brilliant. It says one dream, four forklifts, 20 below zero. (laughs) (laughs) And then there's the Santa Clutch. With Santa car gone, he'll do in a clutch. Hey, that's brilliant. (laughs) good puns there. We like that. What a fun job that must be. Yes. This was a cool picture. I thought you would really like this. Okay. This is Alan Rickman filming the the final scene of him falling off Nakatomi Plaza. Hmm. uh, for the uh, ending of Die Hard, but I've just never seen this vantage point. Oh, wow. It's like you can really see Alan Rickman basically like hanging off a little ledge inside right. of a studio, and he, you can't see the floor, but I'm sure it's you know a good good fall down. Right, right, right. Um, and we've talked about the story, right, how they told him that they would drop him on three, but then they dropped him on like one. So that No, he was... I didn't hear that. Oh, yeah, this is a great story. So when they filmed that, the director was like, we'll count to three, we'll go one, two, three, and then we'll drop you. And then instead, what they did is they went one, and then they dropped him. So his like that look of fear yeah. that you see in his eyes as he's falling was was so was genuine. Real. That's amazing. <laughs> because they dropped him on purpose to try to get That's a incredible. real reaction out of him. Speaking of Die Hard, did you see that clip of Bruce Willis that's oh, like yes. viral all over the internet? It's where he's doing a roast. Oh. And he goes, I am solely here to answer one question and settle this for all. Die Hard is not there we go. a Christmas there we movie. Go. There we go. I, I was like, like it. see? From the man himself. And if you agree with that, go to our website, ChristmasCountdownShow.com. Yeah. Get yourself a shirt. And whatever side of the aisle you're on. That's right. We've got Die Hard is and is not a Christmas movie. Um, okay, this is from Mommy Wine Time okay. on Instagram. Uh, and they wrote, I don't remember what I got for Christmas when I was six or 10. I do remember the smell of the kitchen on Christmas morning. Mm. I remember counting the marshmallows my dad put in my hot cocoa. I remember waking up and giving my parents a hug and feeling magic before a gift was even opened. Mm. Remember, it's the memories that make the magic, oh, not the gifts. That's so great. Which I thought was great. Yeah. Um, this is a funny meme where they have Taylor Swift with the, a bunch of like the math stuff around her head. Like yes, when you're yes, really yes. thinking hard uh, about something and it says me calculating my December budget and realizing everyone's getting a hug for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. That's really, really funny. Um, okay. This was on Instagram. It's a guy named as goosey, A-Z. G-O-O-S-E-Y. Okay. It looks like he does like reaction videos. Oh, cool. But there's one that he posted of people showing some rapping tips. Okay. That I, it's hard for me to describe them. You should just go watch it. But like how to create a little pocket for your card and like yes. how to wrap something that's uh, a weird shape. Right. Go to, his, um, go to his page and you'll see a really cool rapping video with a lot of really okay. good hacks. Yeah. When you go on TikTok and look up like 
gift wrapping. Oh, it yeah. is amazing what people have been able to they figure figured out. out how yeah. to do yeah. with like hard to wrap items or like fun ways to just do square items. Like you said, that little card slot. It's yep. brilliant. All right, this is from uh, at Union Salt Bay. It okay. says. I think it's high time for those of us in movement work to start using the Muppet Christmas Carol method of shaming public figures. <laughs> Every time a bad person leaves a building, a hundred people should jump out and start singing a song about how bad they are. <laughs> Puppets optional. <laughs> I was like, that's pretty good. That's amazing. I Have like you seen that. the the bloopers uh, yeah. reel that's been circulating around? Yeah. I haven't watched it yet. My wife sent it to me. I think it was yesterday. And I, I'm, I have it in my save. There's also folder. really good bloopers of Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. Okay. That has some great Which is bloopers. playing in Chicago. Yeah, the live version. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, this is from At Not The Nanny. And it says, Watching Home Alone for the first time in 20 years and the most implausible plot point is that the McAllisters would oversleep until 8 a.m. with that many kids in the house. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. That is brilliant. Um, this is a fun thing. This is a quote from Stephen R. Covey, C O V E Y. And I thought this was a good thing to put in your ear as you're seeing family and, mm. and talking to people at Christmas parties. And it says, The biggest communication problem is we do not listen to understand, we listen to reply. And I was like, Yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty good. That's, that's like the whole idea of like, you know, two ears. One mouth. Yes. Situation. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, I agree. Um, okay. This one, uh, I think some people may have seen. This is a great little video. Okay. Uh, this is from, I, I found it on the Indy 100, but I don't, I think that was just somebody reposting it. Okay. Um, this is a kid who is British. So British kids are always just adorable. Yep. And he's talking about the role that he got in the Christmas pageant at his school. Mm. Okay. Check this out. Here we go. Says, I'm a guess what I am? One. Classic role, is it? Classic, classic role. Yeah. Um, Joseph. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, one of the three wise men. No. <laughs> but it's a classic part. Yeah. Okay. Um, you tell me then, because I'm door holder number three. I'll be holding doors. That's amazing. <laughs> He's so I'm happy. Yeah. Um, probably um Joseph and Mary. Oh wow. my gosh, were you pleased when they said that? And I was like, I'm a door holder. Get in there. Let's go. <laughs> I have to wear like brown. Really? Yeah, probably. Excellent. That's, wow, that's really smart, Milo. Look how happy he is. He's, He's so happy. Wait, who posted that? Um, I found it on the Indie 100. Okay, but- on TikTok? Uh, Instagram. Oh, Instagram. Okay. Uh, but he's just this cute little British kid, and he's like, he's not like, oh man, I'm door holder number yeah. three. He's like, I'm door holder number three. Okay. Get in there. Classic you know, role. Classic role. <laughs> it's so lovely. I just uh, love it. We should all attack life and yes. every task we have with like, I got a classic same role. Verve. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. This is, I don't have video of this, but I'll, I, I'll show you a screenshot. Okay. There was a guy dressed as Buddy the Elf running around downtown Chicago a couple weeks ago. Amazing. And just sort of being silly and right. know, jumping in front of cars and stuff. <laughs> he runs up to a restaurant that has a lot of glass windows. Okay. And he tries to bang on the window to be like, hey, it's Buddy the Elf, just to some random people. Right. He broke the window. When oh, he, when my he, gosh. When he patted on the window, it just broke. And the look of on his face is like, oh, what did shoot. I just do? <laughs> he did not mean to do that. Uh, that's a pretty good video. That's hysterical. Um, okay, this is a good one. It says, this is from at Soviet Disco. And it says, the reason It's a Wonderful Life in 1946 holds up so well is that George's line where he says, 
You know how long it takes a working man to save $5,000? Has somehow not aged even slightly. (laughs) (laughs) It's so true. Right. It's so true. Oh, my gosh. Um, Okay. Did we talk about this video of the people singing? Yeah, we talked about that one. Of uh, the people singing uh, uh, Fairy Tale of New York. Oh, yes. Like random people. Yes, yes, yes. Although what we didn't talk about, because after that I saw Shane McGowan's funeral. I don't know if you saw this, Chris, but... Um, Glenn Hansard played uh, Fairy Tale of New York, and it's so Irish. Mm. Everybody got up and started dancing around the casket, and like is singing along, and oh, everybody's wow. smiling, and oh, it's beautiful. So oh, Irish. Oh my gosh. Um, okay, this is a playlist that I just want to give out to people because it's a good one if you're looking for something chill. If you search up "Ambient Christmas" from Reagan Simmons uh, on Spotify, okay. very good, very good. Uh, kind of sleeping i'm gonna look it up right now is yeah. it like lo-fi type vibes a little bit of lo-fi but it also has some like crackling fireplace sounds and okay it's good it's you're gonna like it well you said reagan uh reagan simmons s-i-m-m-o-n-s i'm gonna look it up right now um okay this was interesting i found this on fact of the day on tiktok okay and it says the term xmas dates back to the mid 1500s i didn't know this the Greek letter X is the first letter in the Greek word for Christ. Oh, right. So that's why we call it Xmas. Wow. I've always wondered. Yeah. Now we have answers. Well, because I think a lot of people assume it's like insulting to be like, yes. you've taken the word right. Christ yeah, yeah. out of Christmas, but in reality... It's still there. It's still there. It's still there. Yeah. Um, this was great. This was a, a news article uh, from The Independent. I don't know if you've seen, there's a game going on right now on the internet called Whamageddon. Do you know about no. this? <laughs> okay, so... It's this idea that you have to try to go your entire holiday season without hearing the song Last Christmas by Wham. Oh, wow. And if you hear it, you're out. And that's the whole game. Oh, my gosh. And so people have been like trying to navigate their holiday season <laughs> and be like, it's, I'm 15 days in. I still haven't heard it. And uh, so this is happening. It's sort of an okay. internet thing that's happening. But this story is about, it says, a DJ has apologized for playing the festive hit last Christmas by Wham, knocking more than 7,000 people out of the game Whamageddon. <laughs> was it like at a club or something yeah, was like, like that? Yeah, like at a club oh and they gosh. played it. And all these people were like, no! no! <laughs> that's like, have you ever heard of the game? Yes. Yes. Where it's just like if you think about the mm-hmm. game, you've lost. You've lost the game. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is a funny uh, cartoon. It has two doors, and there's two different elves walking into each door. Okay. Uh, one is walking into the hanging out in a garden door. Okay. And the other one is walking into the making toys in the North Pole. And he says, sometimes I think I chose the wrong major. <laughs> Be a lot easier the other way around. All right. right. I got two more. Here we go. Okay. This, Danny, I must have this. Okay. I found this on TikTok at needforspeed underscore RC. All right. It is a thing that you attach to your Christmas tree. It goes right below the star. Okay. And it is an F-14 or an F-16. Which one is it? F-14? Uh, Top Gun? Which? F-14. F-14, F-14. Yeah. And it attaches on a little wire, and then it spins around. It constantly oh, wow. is circling your Christmas tree. That's, that's awesome. That's really, really cool. I must have this. I wonder if they do that with like Santa's sleigh too. That would be good. You feel like good. it feels like they have to have yeah. that, right? I've seen recently the train that's like in the middle of yeah. the... That looks really cool that's too. super cool, yeah. All right, last one here. This is funny. Uh, it's, this is from Atomic Avocado Designs. Mm. And it says, 
I accidentally used my mom's fabric scissors to cut wrapping paper, and now the cops are here. <laughs> because I don't know about you, but in my family, if I use the wrong scissors, there, there is there's oh, a yeah. price to those pay. Those are the kitchen those cutters. Don't, you don't use those scissors. Who took my kitchen cutters? Yes. Every yes. single time. All right, guys, we have another guest. Can you believe it? It's sort of the end of the season. It feels like all the guests are rolling in right now to Christmas Countdown, which we're super excited about. And this is... This is a person who is a part of a group. This is massive. Um, you know, we were so fortunate a couple episodes. We got to chat with the icon Darlene Love, who was like on our Christmas wish list of guests. And now we have another Christmas wish list guest person, whatever you want to call it, who is joining us here on Christmas Countdown. Please welcome from the smash hit successful group Pentatonics. You know them, love them. Please welcome Kevin Olushala. Kevin, how are you? Hey, how are you guys? Thank you guys so much for having Kevin, me. This, is, this yeah. is a treat. Oh man, we're so happy to have you. Danny and I yes. and Chris, we so basically we're <laughs> huge Christmas fans, as I'm pretty sure that you probably are, being a part of Pentatonics. But <laughs> we have we've talked we've talked so much about Pentatonics and how you guys come out with new music every season, and it's so great, it's so strong. We, Danny yep. and I have both been fans since the sing-off days, and Chris as oh, well. We, wow. So we we remember you guys like from the get, uh, and we're just so excited to be talking to you today. This is really cool. Oh, man, that means the world. Did you guys have any favorites from the sing-off that you guys like really emotionally connected to? I'm just curious. As far as groups go, unfortunately, I wasn't I wasn't on board with Pentatonix immediately. I uh, I really wanted Dartmouth Airs to win. I really liked what they were doing. It was awesome. <laughs> They're good, man. I still love a lot of a lot of those guys are still friends today. That's awesome. So yeah, uh, I just remember um, I was at the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade in 2012. I was living out in New York at the time, and I remember being up on like 73rd and Central Park West, and the float comes by, and you guys are on it, and I was like. There is an acapella group who is in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Like, cause I grew up on acapella music. My dad is a barbershop singer. And oh, like, wow. I grew up like listening to rock acapella and uh, Impact and the Blenders and the Knutson oh. Brothers and all these like old like acapella groups. Dude. So when like the sing off came out, I was like, finally, acapella groups are getting their due. And then you guys like have made acapella music cool. Like people so are cool. obsessed with acapella yeah. music now. And so we're huge, huge fans. Like Eric said, not just, you know, now because you guys have become superstars, but like way back in the day. And, and, and I'm grateful. And like, when I look up your like bio, you know, I, cause as everyone who listens to the show knows, I like to do deep dives into learning about people, you know, before I chat with them and I'm, I'm looking at your bio and all that you've done, like cellist, beatboxer, singer, you're fluent in Chinese, you're a dad, like, like, what have you not done? Like, it's just incredible, man. <laughs> like, have you always you know been like that? My wife will say, my wife will say, you're, you're not a, you're, you're cooking's fine. You know, maybe, <laughs> you should give that to somebody else if we're trying to keep the family alive. <laughs> right. I think my wife might say something similar. However, I am not fluent in any languages other than, than English. But um, like acapella music, you know, I think a lot of people think like when you say acapella music, they go like four guys standing by like a street lamp, you know, in Jersey, mm -hmm. like singing doo-wop sort of thing. That's what people think. But like, when did you first get introduced to acapella music? And, and what was it about that style that, that drew you in? Oh, that's such a good question. So I, I, I was in choir for two years, fourth grade and fifth grade. And I remember just being so emotionally impacted by 
group harmony, group singing, where it, there's something about the frequencies of so many voices together coming to one that overwhelms you with emotion. Like it's 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 such a mind boggling experience. Mm -hmm. But then acapella itself, I actually went to boarding school at a place called Phillips Academy in Andover, Mass. And this is kind of like a pitch perfect story. <laughs> I remember <laughs> I was literally beatboxing in the shower and this one guy, Andy St. Louis, he basically opens the showers and goes, dude, you're beatboxing incredible. And I'm like, I'm taking a shower. What is going on? Like this and so then he's like, when you're done with the shower, come speak to me. I go, okay, go speak to him. And he says, hey, so we have this group on campus called the Yorkies. We'd love for you to do percussion on our album that we're working on. Yeah. And I, it is so funny because my dad did not like the fact that I beatbox. I didn't know it was called beatboxing. I didn't know it was called vocal percussion. Yeah. I just made sounds. And my dad would always just be like, shut up. <laughs> I'm trying to focus on driving or whatever I'm doing, but you continue doing this thing. <laughs> so I joined this acapella group and I do beatboxing recording for their album. Mm. And I remember getting it back and I said, this is crazy that you can make beatboxing sound like it's actual production yeah. for, 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 for singing. And right. I sent it to my dad. I said, you know that thing that, that you called like kind of kind of trash that you were like I, I don't like the fact that you do that some people actually call that talent yeah <laughs> so, yes that's great and it was really cool for him to listen to it and go oh wow that's this is actually really cool what you're doing you know not yes. thinking it was ever going to be a career but he i think he started to gain that i think that was the first like inclination that he said okay this is something that my my son has as a as a musical gift that he's very great at yeah that's awesome so, uh, Kevin, you guys have released with Pentatonix eight Christmas albums in 11 years. First of all, just mm -hmm. eight eight That's albums so in 11 years <laughs> sounds insane to begin with. And the fact that you could get that many with all just about Christmas. Tell us about the process. Like, when do you guys start recording the Christmas album? Is it in the summer where you sort of have to, you know, pretend that you're in the spirit? Or are you guys working, uh, you know, a whole winter ahead? Tell us a little bit about that. Well, first of all, you said eight out of 11, 11 years. Like I now realize why my body's so, 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 so tense and why my voice is so hoarse all the time because we've done eight albums in 11 years. Yeah. Um, no, uh, you know, it, it depends. Like, so for example, um, the Holidays Around the World album, we actually started that in January when we were filming the Christmas special oh, uh, wow. for Disney. And yeah. from there, we kind of just started to, because we knew it was going to take some time to get all the collaborators and some were going to come in, some may, may not be able to do it, you know, and there are collaborators all around the world. So yeah. it took some time getting that one done. You know, the most recent one, I'd say it's the same thing. We started in January and actually finished it in May before we went on our European tour. So we're always kind of thinking about Christmas knowing that this time of the year is coming, but it's also kind of amazing because you get to be in the Christmas spirit year round. Yeah. And that's yeah. like the happiest, the jolliest. Like, it's so fun to we see. We talk my, about that, yeah. My daughter. And, and you get to see, like, for example, my daughter, who absolutely loves what we do, which is so cool to say. I thought she was going to be so burned out by this music, but she still <laughs> loves it. She's listening to it. Like, I remember I remember we had Please Santa, Please Mix. I don't know, probably July. Or no, I mean, it was early because we turned it into May. But like we were, I was playing it for her in July and she's like, 
since then she's like i just want to hear that video i want to hear that oh, music all great. the time i want to see the video all the time it's like that's just it's cool that even though it's early the, the family really really loves it we really enjoy it and it just makes it that much more exciting to be able to do the christmas tour after having had this music in our in our system for quite a while yeah that's amazing so i'm curious you know with like musicians who play instruments like you know there's a process of like let's sit down and let's start strumming out some chords on the guitar and then the bass sort of starts coming in and then drums like when you guys are working on arrangements or when you're writing new songs you know like that's christmas to me like you as vocal percussionists like what is your sort of process and then you guys as a group as you start to sort of start to hammer out arrangements together that's a good question. You know, our process has changed throughout the years. I think when we started off, especially on the sing-off, we would just sit in a circle and start to throw out random ideas, be very, mm. very improvisational. And I think that really helped us find our sound, what we do. But then as kind of life got a little bit busier, we started to do a lot more touring, more albums, more records. Um, we realized that we needed to have a more efficient process. Sure. And so what we would start to do is just use a voice memo and just kind of have like a pre-arrangement done, kind of know what the arc's going to be like. And then we would sing that like badly sung pre-arrangement into a voice <laughs> memo and then send it to our arranger, uh, Ben Bram, to kind of take all the parts that he's hearing and say, okay, let me flesh this out a little bit. Mm. Yeah. Now, in each of those processes, I'm still just improving uh, different beats that I think could possibly work and, yeah, and right. just trying to understand where we're trying to go and just feel it within my system. Just literally like a producer would sit at the computer, listen to different sounds, see what works with the song that he's trying to make, right? Exact same thing. And now because of technology, we've really had a lot more fun kind of taking the process ourselves, bringing our Pro Tools rig, bringing what mm, I use yeah. Ableton, and trying stuff on our own, trying different like production elements that we think could be interesting. Because now I think we're in this in this place where we're actually interested in, I'm not saying moving away from acapella, but adding instrumentation to what we do vocally to sure. enhance our vocal kind of prowess. So I think now having more of those production tools at hand actually has been really, really fun. And I think the, the, the possibilities now are endless. Yeah. That's so cool. Kevin, um, I am in no way a beatboxer. I'm not claiming that at all. <laughs> but I do want to say I make one relatively cool noise with my mouth. I'll demonstrate it for you now. I call it a human kazoo or an air guitar, but it sounds like this. Oh, I want to hear this. Right? So that sounds pretty good. <laughs> it's the one sound yes. I can do. Let's go. <laughs> and I but it's I love doing it. I do it all the time. My wife and my kids are sometimes like, shut up. We 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 know you can make that noise. <laughs> but it's very pleasing to my mouth. Like I it feels good in my mouth. So I'm wondering with all of the different sounds that you're able to make, is there a certain part of vocal percussion that like a certain sound that you're like, oh, I love when I get to add this to the song or whatever, or perform this part of what I do. Oh, that's a really good question. You know, the, the, the thing that I've always enjoyed is adding my snare to a song Yeah, mm. because I really love adding kind of like uh, cool hip hop beats to what we do because I think people don't associate this polished acapella sound 
with kind of grittier beats. Sure, and yeah. so when I get to bring that to it, it, it I don't know, it, it gives it like a coolness that I really, really enjoy about the acapella. Groove, yeah. So that's the... <laughs> yes. I love that sound so much. Um, that's so great. Dude, so that's probably the one that I, I use the most out of anything. Also, yeah. the reason I do that a lot is because instead of like the rock snare, the... The hard thing is that you're exhaling so much breath, so it's hard for me to get air. But with the snare, sure. the case snare, I'm able to get so much breath in and just continue <laughs> beatboxing, right? Yeah. So that's why I yeah. use it also a lot. It just helps me continue doing what I have to do on stage. Amazing. Dude, that is so, so incredible. <laughs> I, I have so many questions about beatboxing because... I, you know, listening to all the acapella music that I grew up listening to, you know, I was like, oh, I want to try to create those sounds. And so I'm curious because I feel like there's a lot of people listening who who secretly love beatboxing. Like, I feel like it's that thing you do, like you were saying, you're in the shower or you're driving to work and you're sort of by 100%. yourself or or you're with your kids. and You're like, listen to what I can do. Um, <laughs> but like, what are some tips or like little tricks for anyone out there who's like, whether they've been trying to do it for years or they want to start trying to learn how to beatbox, like what's a good starting point for people? Ooh, that's a good, good question. I think the first thing that I will say, I, I know you've probably heard this before, but it all the foundation starts with is boots and cats, right? So the yeah, boots yeah. is the kick, the hi-hat and the cat, but right now mine's a little bit more complicated, but what I would say is that one, don't compare yourself to anybody else. Your mouth is your mouth. The way your mouth has been designed and shaped is your mouth. So yeah. you can take all the techniques and learn them, and they just might sound differently with your mouth. And that is perfectly okay. That means you have your own production kit that you get to use to make the music that is satisfying and soothing to you. So I think that's a really, really important point. Yeah. Um, and then I would say personally, you know, I, I am not the kind of beatboxer that wants to be the have the most sounds and be the best beatboxer in the world. That, that, that's not something that really pertains to me. What I want to do is be the best musician that I can be so mm. I can utilize the sounds in a way that works for the music that I'm trying to create, right? Whether right. it's in a full production and my beatboxing is in there that adds another element to it or my production kit is just my mouth, I try to listen to as much music as I possibly can digest it so that whenever i start to beatbox it feels like i'm truly making music appropriate for the production that is being made so i yeah. say focus on being a, an amazing musician mm. um and the technique will then follow the musicianship that you're trying to portray that's I, awesome that's i feel like great advice that's such like an acapella musician's way of looking at it because when you are doing acapella music so much of it is about blending together rather than just making really, really cool sounds with your mouth. Like you might be able to be do something really cool, but it it detracts from what you guys are doing together as a group. And it's finding that way to blend, which I think is just brilliant. That's that's an amazing, amazing tip. Now Kevin, are no, you, you. you uh you guys are on tour right now, correct? You are literally right now in my dressing room. So very amazing. much very much on tour. <laughs> amazing. So that's awesome. Tell us Tell us how the tour is going so far. Oh, my gosh. I, you know what? I, it's so funny that it is called the most wonderful tour of the year because that actually is what we feel with this specific tour. This feels like 
the most exciting tour we have done in our whole career. There are so many moments to the tour that are just so unbelievably special, you know, with Scott and his TikTok moment or the fact that we have a B-Sage for the first time. And it's so amazing to go out there in the audience and being able to touch your fans and speak to them and really connect with them in a much more personal way than I think we ever have before. You know, Matt and I have this really, really cool section where we take Dance of the Sugar Plum Fairy that we did as a band, and we mm-hmm. reimagined it for this to stage a la Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Nice. And I'm doing kind of yeah, like, I, I, people, you know, with Jimi Hendrix, I'll say Kevin Hendrix type cello <laughs> playing where it's just like yeah. the electric and rocker <laughs> and it's, it's distorted and it's just like mean. And like, I have so much fun doing that because people just don't expect that kind of sound out of a cello. So it's it's definitely the most exciting tour we feel like we've done. And I honestly I go, how in the world do we top this one for next year? Because it's just <laughs> we put all literally we put all the stops, everything that we could think of creatively. What about this? What about yeah. a t-shirt gun? What it's like we did everything we could. <laughs> and so it's it it's exciting. It's a really fun tour. Amazing. That's that's incredible. And what's fun is that you guys are so creative as individuals and as a group where you may be saying here in this moment, like, how do we top this? But we trust as fans and I'm sure all the fans around the world know that like next year you're going to come up with even bigger and better stuff. So, you know, if you didn't get to see Pentatonix on tour, you know, this year, you know, look forward to, you know, holiday season 2024 because we know you guys are going to bring it in, in a big, big way. Um, so, so Kevin, on our show, you know, we're Christmas Countdown. We like to do lists on our show. Uh, we do a lot of top 10 lists, but, you know, we're curious. You know, we'd love to go through maybe a couple top threes with you pertaining to the holiday season and find out uh, what Kevin's top threes are. Are you game for that? Ooh, I love that. I absolutely love that. <laughs> All right. So we're going to start out easy. Let's go. What are your top three Favorite Christmas songs of all time, starting at three, working to one. Ooh. Um, is it weird that actually a couple of them might actually be Pentatonix versions of songs? No, that's awesome. That, that's that would work perfectly because okay. that's how our countdowns okay. go as well. Yeah. Because yes. <laughs> it's actually the truth. Like, since we've been doing Christmas music, I've, like, really, really enjoyed them. So I'll say for, for number three, um, the one that my daughter loves the absolute most, and I love it too. And every single time we listen to it together, it's just such a treat. And we're dancing around the house. It's Please Santa, Please. Um, yeah. This is a song. This is a song that came out of a Nashville songwriting session that just, man, absolutely blew my mind working with these two songwriters, Kara and Emily. And, you know, Kirstie was part of it too. And it just, it just came away. It came out so beautifully in a way that mm-hmm. I think we were, so excited by so that would be my number three uh my number two would be kid on christmas um Mm. that one i remember us me and and matt going in with our songwriter friend tranny anderson and jared conrad again in nashville and it was so cool tranny came into the session i said you know what y'all i woke up i prayed and i had a song this morning i just wanted to share it with you guys that's (laughs) That's literally what he said And she sang us the verse and the chorus, and Matt and I were like, oh, this is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and so we finished it with her, and we sent it to the band. And at that time, Scott was working with Megan Trainer on her most recent album. And mm. she, he said, you know, maybe she'd be interested in doing it with us. And then he shared it with her, and she goes, this is an amazing song. She tweaked a couple of things and sang her vocal. And then, yeah. you know, it became such a great song on holidays around the world. So yeah. I would say those two are number three, number two. Okay. Number one, 
is Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays by NSYNC. Yes. That's... Yes. Thank you. Dan- Danny is very happy about that. I feel so validated and vindicated <laughs> and all the things right in this moment. That song slaps. I, I don't care who you it's- are. When it comes on, you cannot help but smile and dance. Absolutely. You, Danny, you are seen. You are loved. <laughs> finally, oh, it's only taken three years. Like three years and oh finally it's gosh. happening. That's so good. That's, that is the, uh, honestly the perfect answer that you could have given. And Danny, is he is going to be on cloud nine for a week just hearing yep. that answer. It's amazing. Perma smile. Perma it, smile over here. <laughs> it is so good. Every single time I put that song on my playlist, it's like, it's done. You won't find yeah. me. I am dancing in the corner by myself, <laughs> yes. living my best life. And if you judge me, go ahead and judge me. I'm going right. to be doing the things. Yes. <laughs> I love that. Oh, Wait, my gosh. Have, um, have you guys done a recording of that song? We have. We you did. have? Okay. I, I don't know when, but we have done that one. Okay. Nice. I got to go dig All that right. one up because I love it. Kevin, we're going to switch from music to movies because those are sort of the two biggest things that we love to count down. Do you have a top three, starting at three, working to number one, Christmas movies, your favorite Christmas movie. So I like the new, the third one will probably, I like the new, The Grinch Who Sold Christmas. The animated one. I like that one a lot. Yeah, yeah. Oh, number two. I'm probably going to say Love Actually. Oh, I love love that. That one is such a good movie. And God only knows it's just, exactly. God only knows it's such a smash. Yeah. And then I would say number one. Yeah, it's Home Alone for sure. Yes. Absolutely Home Alone. Kevin and I are meant to be best friends. (laughs) We are meant to be best friends. We love the same music, same, same, uh, same movies. Oh my gosh. Now it also. That one's the one where I feel seen and I feel loved because it was cool to hear somebody scream Kevin's name. And I was like, <laughs> finally, I- there's a mom, there's a mom screaming at Kevin and it's not my mom. Yeah. And it's not my mom. Exactly. I was like, I feel seen. I feel loved. Dude, so that good. is a great list. Would you believe, Kevin, we were recently chatting with some cast members of Eric's, he's doing a Christmas story at the Amundsen here in LA. And one person oh, wow. listed their number one movie is Home Alone 3. Three. Three? Three? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it was like live your truth, but also yeah, good for you. But also, have you seen the movie? Um, exactly. But also, no. <laughs> um. So, so you know, we know you got a lot going on. You guys are on tour right now. Um. So you know, before we wrap up here, just curious. You know, you're a dad now. Uh, are there any like favorite Christmas traditions or memories that you would love to uh, share with everybody out there? Oh man, you know, I feel like we're just starting to get into that because our our daughter is two and a half years old. Yeah. And, you know, so I I don't necessarily know what traditions we're going to do yet. One of the things I do hope we do is do something related to service because Mm. that's something that my parents did with me growing up in Oldsbrook, Kentucky. Um, You know, we went to this place called the Rick Patino Shelter and we would always bake cookies for kids. And I think that just really rooted for me what this time is actually about. It's about giving. It's about service. And that's what we do when we're on these stages as pentatonics during the Christmas time. We get to serve all these families and give them a Christmas memory that they now can find and see as their tradition coming to our Mm -hmm. shows, hopefully, each year. So that's really, really special. So I hope that, um, you know, I I have to think about that. One thing I will say this that I think is so (laughs) 
That's so funny. Kaya really wants a reindeer for Christmas. <laughs> like she like has actual... asked, like a like yeah, a reindeer. Amazing. It's so funny. My wife was literally going through Home Depot, like, okay, hear me out. <laughs> just, just, just hear me out. I'm like, where is this about to go? And so yeah. she just texted me these reindeer. I'm like, what are you asking for? That's what she told me. Oh my for a reindeer for Christmas. I'm like. Hey, you know what? We only have so many years where she's going to ask That's for that. That's right. right. We might sure. as well. Point. Sure. Have oh you seen gosh, the movie Prancer? No, have I haven't. Actually. Oh, you got to watch the movie Prancer. It's about a girl who finds a real Santa's reindeer and sort of has to nurse it back to help health. It's a great movie. Check out Prancer starring Sam oh, Elliott. I like that. I will yeah. remember that. Thank you. Yes. Well, Kevin, we, we so appreciate you taking time out of your, you know, your busy schedule. We want to encourage everyone out there, if you have not downloaded, purchased, streamed uh, Pentatonic's new album, The Greatest Christmas Hits, which just came out, do yourself a favor, do it. It's got all the jams that you love on there, plus uh, the new you know jam, which we're all loving, which is Please, Santa, Please. Uh, huge fan of that one. Kevin, we appreciate you so, so much uh, for hanging out. We want to wish you and yours a very Merry Christmas. Thank you both so much. And thank you so much for your joy and your love and your spirit. Like this is exactly what Christmas is about and you're bringing it to so many people. So thank Thanks. you, thank you, thank you so much for what you all do. Thanks, Kevin. We really appreciate that. Merry Christmas, buddy. Absolutely. That was awesome. That was great. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey, well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Um. All right, I think we should get into the countdown, yeah? Let's do it. Let's do it. Yes. All right, folks, these are the top five Santa sleigh substitutes. substitutes. Oh, I love that. Um, cubed. I I wrote them, but I didn't number them, so I'm, I'm I have to make my numbers. I'm in a similar right boat. Um, I'm and a boat start, is not on the list. But. Yes, I'm gonna start with. I'm gonna start with this. I'm so excited. I feel like these are gonna be so silly and so ridiculous. Okay, I love it. The the best replacement would be the Star Trek beam me up thing. Ah! I don't even know what it's called, <laughs> but the beam me up, Scotty. If if Santa could just like. Do the little finger thing, stand in a little They're pod, prosper, yeah. yeah, and then just be like, and they would just like send him to every house, and it would be wide enough for his bag. Yeah, yeah. You have to yeah, suck yeah, you got See, the that bag. Was part yeah. of what I was considering putting this list together was also transporting the bag sure. full of toys. Sure, but I think it comes down to: Do we think that Santa has a bag that has all the toys of the world, or is it a bag that's the size of you know? A duffel bag, and right. it's magical, and there's... You can just dig all the way just, in, yeah. which may connect to one of my ideas yeah. that I had here. So what would that be called? Like a, a portal? A yeah. transport? It's like, it's called a transporter. Transporter. A transporter. Okay. Oh, okay. There we go. The sand... The Star Trek. The sand sporter. Transporter. Yeah. Sand sport. I don't know. There's something in there, but I yeah. love that one. Yeah, that's a good one. And it would need like a Jingle Bell sound effect. Of course. As he's going like, jingle, yeah. jingle, jingle. Yeah, yeah. Then he comes back and jingle, jingle, jingle. That's pretty good. That would get kind of annoying after a while. But uh, in a pinch, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. Um, that one was great. All right. Okay. I have some fun ones here. At number five, I am going to go with Armored Truck. 
Mm. Hear me out here. Like a military armored truck? I'm talking about like a like one of those like trucks that delivers cash. Oh, okay, yeah, to yeah. okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Where like you cannot yeah. get into this thing yeah. whatsoever. Now, is it still pulled by reindeer? That was part of my debate sure. here. Was like, are the reindeer still in the equation? Is it just they're on strike? Yeah, which means that's why he can't use the sleigh. So he needs something else that can fly. But I just like this idea. You know. There's some shady people out there in the world. We've seen plenty of Christmas movies, Home Alone being one. We're trying to steal Christmas gifts from people. The Grinch. How are you going to thwart those people? Travel around in an armored truck, serious security, have the head of Elf you know, security there driving that thing. You could have the reindeer still fly it, sure. I think. Um, but I just love the idea of like Santa just cruising around in this super heavy duty thing. Is he driving or is somebody else driving and he's oh, out in the back? I think he's hanging out in the back. He's the guy in the armored truck that gets out of the side door. Sure. You know how there's the guy up front in the cab yep. and then there's the dude with the side piece yep. who's ready to roll? Yeah. That's Santa Claus I like that. for sure. And I just love the idea of like every time they land on a kid's roof, it's just like, shh. Is that an armored truck on our roof? <laughs> yeah. Honey. Oh my God. You know, like you can, it just writes itself. So I'm going to go armored truck at number five. I love that. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> my next one is just because I think it'd be so funny. Yes. The Wienermobile. <laughs> the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile. And <laughs> you would repaint it either oh possibly God. in like a candy cane stripe kind of thing. Yeah. You could just make the hot dog more red and then the bun kind of more green or yeah. something like that. There's a lot of ways you could go with it. <laughs> it's instantly recognizable. People love it. Kids get excited to see it coming down the street. So I'm going Dude, Santa's Wienermobile. Did you ever have a, a wiener whistle? No. You never had one? No. Did you want one? I don't know what it is. You've never, it's a miniature version of the Wienermobile. Okay. But it's got a little like hole at the end of it. And you. <laughs> and uh -huh. you blow you into down. it. And it goes. <laughs> you, I never had one of those. You never. <laughs> I did not. They would put like a give them away if you ever happened to uh... see the Wienermobile out and about. The people who were driving it would have little wiener, wiener whistles. whistles. Yep. That's exactly what they were called. I've got one <laughs> somewhere. I guarantee there are other people out there who have a wiener whistle. Wasn't this like a part of like a Christmas movie where like somebody was like... I think it was in the Santa Claus. The Santa Claus. It was... What's his name? Uh, Judge Reinhold's character. He gifts him a wiener whistle for Christmas. Do you not remember this? No. And he's like, how'd you know? He's like, Santa? He gifts him a wiener whistle. Okay, yes. It's like the one thing he always wanted. Yes. Yeah, and okay, never got when he was a kid. Now. Yes, okay. See? There you it's go. It not is so real. silly after all. <laughs> I know. That's oh. my choice is number four, Wienermobile. Does that still drive Santa. around? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because last time I saw it, it was on the freeway here in town like nine years ago. Yeah. And I remember I was just like, what? It's like so the coolest cool. thing you could ever possibly see. When you see it see. in the wild, it's very cool. Nothing like seeing that thing yeah. fly through the sky. Uh, all right. So number four for me... Um, these are so silly. Uh, I'm going to go for one that I just think would look really, really cool. One of my dream cars is a 1959 Ford T-Bird convertible, mm. but I want it in candy apple red. And I just want Santa sitting in those white leather seats in the front, just behind the steering wheel and just seeing that red, beautiful car streaking through the sky. It makes you sort of think of like what 
let's say like Christmas Chronicles mm-hmm. was shot like in the 50s or sure, set yeah, in the yeah, 50s yeah. rather than present day. I feel like that's what, like think about like Kurt Russell's Santa when he was like 70 years younger. Yeah. He's not riding in a charger or whatever. Sure, yeah. He's riding in that 1959 Ford T-Bird convertible. I feel like it's like whenever you see like parades and Santa's riding in the parade, he's always sitting in the yeah. back of like a red classic. My dad had a Ford Mustang convertible and in the early 90s, late 80s, and he used to drive it in the parade. You know, yep. they'd get like, Miss Illinois was in our parade. And she'd has got the, the little back. banner on yeah, the side. Yeah. Like I just, the idea of him just flying through this guy in that classic car, um, like it just that. feels like class, and you'd hear like run Rudolph run sure. blasting yeah. down his stereo as he's flying through the sky. So that's that's going to be my number four. I love it. Um, all right, my number three. This is sort of a sentimental pick. Ooh, uh, and it's going to be an old school New York City taxi cab. Uh, because I've told the story before. If you haven't heard, I'll tell the quick version. When I was like eight years old, seven eight years old, I was sitting in the back of my parents' uh, purple. Toyota Previa (laughs) minivan (laughs) and I was in the left seat uh, behind my dad I was driving I'm assuming and I just happened to look to my left and there was like an old school yellow taxi cab that in not in a newer looking car like the old school car uh, from the 50s or something like that and Santa was in the back of that cab and he looked at me and he winked and the light turned and he pulled away and it was Santa. I saw him. Oh my it was the one of the coolest things in my life. So I've always kind of associated Santa with taxi cabs. Okay. So I'm going to say like an old school checkered, you know, checkered on the top and yep. yellow taxi cab. Would he be driving it or would he be riding in the back like when you saw him? Maybe it'd be fun for him to be riding. And, it's, and the cabbie is like a... A real New York City cabbie. He's like, where are we going next, Santa? But he's an elf. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And what his the trunk would be magical, maybe, and that's yep. where like every all time the, you open the trunk, the toy, whatever that house gift. Is there. Ooh, yeah. I like that feature. Yeah. That's really really cool. That's a strong, strong number three. Um, oh man, I've gotten myself into a tough spot because I feel like there are four that I want to share. There are five. I, I have a few uh, extra. We'll share our extras on this. Or do should that be our bonus episode for the last um, week of the show? We could do that. Yeah. You want to do that? Okay. Because these are ridiculous, and I want to share these so badly. Um, all right. Now, this one, hear me out. To me, like, what was sort of the transport vehicle that probably came after sleighs in the world? Carriage. A wagon. Sure, yeah. Specifically, a Wells Fargo wagon. Oh, that's good. I like that. Now, I went with this because it feels like perfect because I was thinking about like a vessel that could transport gifts. And when I think about like, you know, the Wells Fargo wagon and Music Man and like how excited everyone, you know, in River City got when the Wells Fargo wagon, you know, brought the instruments or they wanted the, you know, a gray Mackinac or whatever it was, some grapefruit from Tampa. Like, I just feel like the back of a Wells Fargo wagon has that same sort of magic allure to it of like what is going to be inside this thing. It's this thing I've been hoping for for so long. And I just love the idea, like we could still hook up the reindeer instead of horses and Santa's sitting up there on the front just like the driver would for the Wells Fargo wagon. And if somebody wants to create a Christmas version of the Wells Fargo wagon as a coming to town, That'd be good. I'd be down for that as well. And maybe that's blasting as he comes into town. Um, And it's red. It's already red. So it already ties in. Save on paint. Exactly. So that's right. going to be my number three is the Wells Fargo wagon. 
Um, all right. My number two, this is for my son. Okay. I didn't ask him, but I know that if, if I asked him, this is what he would say. Okay. And that's monster truck. I'm talking like Bigfoot style. It's enormous tires. Yes. And we got jingle bells like in the wheels. So every time it's rolling around. Like they're rolling around inside they're, Yeah, they're the like wheel. inside oh, of the okay. wheels because they're so big. That. And, you know, I just think that little kids would be like, Santa's in a monster truck. Like yes. it would be so cool. Were you into monster trucks as a kid? Not really. I was. I went to like those monster truck rallies. Yeah, I had, I definitely had never been to a monster truck rally. Oh and then when I took my son, I was like, this is spectacular. Like, Because there are a lot of those that we grew up with, or I grew up with, you know, like Gravedigger, yeah. Bigfoot. Yep. Like a lot of them are still around. And I just remember like actually Gravedigger during like our big carnival, they actually had him, had him there. there. Yeah. Yeah. And I just remember sitting these like janky bleachers at yeah. some open field here in town. Like, welcome Gravedigger. And he like yeah. crunched a bunch of cars. And we're like, you are the coolest thing yeah. ever. Yeah. Um, that's a really great yeah. idea. Would you even need the reindeer at that point? Because no. it could just no, go reindeer, the snow. No, reindeer, go on vacation. Driving over people's off. houses, all that yeah. sort of fun yeah. stuff. Oh, yeah. that's and amazing. anybody that was a Grinch, he would definitely just crush their car. It would be crush your car. Yeah. That's instead of getting a lump of coal, you got to get your car crush crushed. Crush your car. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. That's brilliant. Um, okay. Number two. Oh, dang it. I've done it to myself. Okay. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Mary Poppins' umbrella. Okay. Because as we have learned in the story of Mary Poppins, that umbrella can take you anywhere in the yeah. world. Santa's used to flying. Sure. Plus, I think if you get the umbrella, you definitely get the bag. Yes. And we were talking. To, I, I alluded yeah, to yeah, this yeah. earlier. Is like the idea, like Never rather than like when you bag. see Polar Express, like that bag on the back of his sleigh is like. There's just so many toys yeah. in there. Well, imagine you could streamline it. Yeah, yeah. Get a Mary Poppins bag where much like the trunk of your yellow cab idea, it, you just reach in, whatever gift is for that kid or those kids is just sitting right there in your little carpet bag. And boom. And I just, I love, personally, I just love the idea of seeing Santa floating yeah. over towns holding an Very umbrella proper. with a little bird on the end. Of yeah. It. Would you want Santa to wear his traditional sort of big red coat and everything like that? Or would you want him to be more dapper? Ooh, that's a great question. Still in red and white, but like yeah, I, I'm thinking you know much like when I saw Santa J. Claus on Dapper Day with his like all red suit yeah. with the patent leather shoes. Yeah. I'm thinking that, but maybe a little bit more of a hybrid of that and what Bert wears in Mary Poppins. Sure. So it feels more like a like a work like working, working class, class Santa, I but like it's that. still red. I like that. Yeah, a little more grungy, like a deeper red. Um, yeah, that's my number two. I love it. All right, my number one is just a selfish pick. It's a Vespa because I have a Vespa. <laughs> and also Santa J. Claus has he a Vespa, does. and he told me he loves to ride it around. So we know that this can work. That's Santa true. can ride a Vespa. Um, I just – I mine is red, so it's ready to go. And he can just swing by my house, <laughs> borrow it for the for the night, you know. Um, I just love the idea of, like, Santa, who's maybe a little bigger, you know, a little – fuller in the midsection yeah and he gets on this vespa and it's just <laughs> i i love how not silly silly is the wrong word but um quaint uh, a vespa is to ride around in yes and i just think it'd be so 
fun to see Santa a little bit bigger than he should be on a red Vespa. And would it be pulled by reindeer or would nope, just be able to it fly? it just flies. <sighs> yeah, but he'd land on the roof and kind of do a little side skid. Like, hit the kickstand. Yep. And then would that little, like, case in the back yes that's where the gift yeah that is sort of like the bag it's just never ending and anything can come out of it yeah that's brilliant yeah that's brilliant um i had some good ones i did i feel like this easily could have been a top 10 because i have so many more maybe we'll have to bring it back yeah next season um but if you want to hear our 10 through 6 come back later this week uh for the bonus episode and the way to hear those is by becoming a paid subscriber on apple or Spotify, uh, or you can become a member of our Patreon fam, the Christmas Countdown Crew, which not only gets you access to bonus episodes where you're here are 6 through 10 or 11 through 15, but you also get to be a part of the most merry corner of the internet. And uh, if you join now, because um, this episode is coming out on the 18th, 18th yeah. you will get to be a part of our uh, live virtual recording for our finale, which is happening tomorrow the 19th, yep. and will air on Thursday the 22nd. So if you've been considering it, this is a good time to get in. You'll pay five bucks for the month or whatever yeah. it is. You'll come join the virtual party. You'll get all the bonus episodes for an entire month. So you'll get all the content. All you got to pay is five measly bucks. Amazing. Uh, what a deal. Um, all right. Uh, my number one, I have three that could easily win. Mm-hmm. They could easily win. But considering the musical that I just saw on Broadway, Back to the Future, I'm going DeLorean. DeLorean. And not, and I'm not talking about just like the DeLorean you see cruising around the boulevard or car shows. I'm talking about Doc Brown's. Yeah, with the DeLorean. big afterburners. A hundred percent. Powered by, we wouldn't need the plutonium. We do, because there's still a flux capacitor. There's still a flux yeah. capacitor, 100%. But I believe that the magic of Christmas can generate sure. plenty of gigawatts. Sure. More than 1.21 gigawatts. Uh, I just, I love the idea of like seeing Santa in that DeLorean, you know, cruising around. And maybe he's got a hoverboard with him. Sure. You know, and maybe that's how he like gets from like the DeLorean. Or maybe maybe it is the Back to the Future 2 DeLorean that is able to fly. Sure, yeah. And he says, where we're going, we don't need roads. We we can't have roads. I got to fly through the sky. So I'm going back to the future to DeLorean. Um, and I just love the idea of just seeing Santa cruising around. Back to the Future is one of my favorite movies of all time. And you talk about time. Like that's always the greatest debate yeah. when it comes to Santa Claus is how does he do it? Yeah. How does he do it in one night? Just keeps going back. He's got a freaking time machine. Yeah. He just keeps going back and back and back. Gives him plenty of time. He gets to cruising style. Um, and that's going to be my number one. I love it. All right, folks, this was a fun list. Tons of fun. Hopefully you enjoyed it. And if you have ideas of what you think that Santa should be riding in, make sure you send them uh, in a message to us. Rate and review. Follow us. All the things we always ask you. Folks, we are a mere week away from Christmas. Wild. So hopefully you're enjoying the season. Spend time with your family. Remember what's truly important at this time of year. And we're going to close it how we always do by saying Merry Christmas. And Happy Holidays. We will see you on the next one. The last one. Bye-bye. See you guys. Bye-bye.